Chapter Twenty Eight of David Ransom's Watch by Pansy. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Twenty Eight: Foreign and Home. When the next morning's Eastern Express rolled into the downtown station, Harlan Kingsbury was the first person on whom Miss Hannah's eyes rested as she came briskly to the platform. Her serviceable bag that had been on duty for forty years in one hand and her serviceable cotton umbrella, without which she never went abroad, in the other. The young man possessed himself of both, boldly kissed his aunt in the presence of three college girls who were watching him, and escorted her to a carriage through a cordon of college men who were waiting for friends. Throughout that memorable day, his attention to the singular-looking old lady never once faltered. He had secured for her one of the best seats in the great building where the commencement exercises were to be held, and seated himself beside her, ready to give information upon all points that might interest her. So far had he gotten away from the mood of but the day before, that the curious eyes leveled at him and his companion from all parts of the house did not even annoy him. He had never felt more indifferent to public opinion in his life. There was but one person in the world, and what she would think and feel he believed that he knew. When he recurred to his panic of the day before, it brought a sneer of self-contempt upon him, as he asked himself how it was possible that he could have been such a fool. He bent over his aunt in eager fashion to give her items of interest, then looked about him with the air of one who would like to say, this queer-looking old countrywoman is my Aunt Hannah, who brought me up, and I don't care how soon you all understand it. Truth to tell, the young man's heart was dancing for joy over an added bond of sympathy that he felt sure there would be between him and that other one who made his world. He felt it again when, as the graduating procession was filing in, he saw her take advantage of a momentary block in the aisle to step out of line and whisper and smile a greeting to her eager-faced old father who occupied a conspicuous seat then his expressive face clouded for a moment it was over this thought need she ever be told what a fool he had almost made of himself when the orator for the day was announced harlan kingsbury felt his aunt give a little start and cover an exclamation while she looked at the program which she had heretofore held in her hand without examination he bent over her i forgot to tell you aunt hannah that the speaker is my old friend bert crozier's uncle the one who educated him didn't you tell me once that you used to know him miss stearns nodded it was a long while ago she said but you will like to meet him the young man's voice was actually eager. He felt just then as though he would like to introduce Aunt Hannah to all the celebrities in the world. His exalted mood lasted throughout the day, and if Aunt Hannah had expressed a desire to dine with the college president, it is not certain that he would not have tried to gratify her. He seemed to himself to be making an atonement for thoughts. He took his aunt to the most fashionable restaurant in the city, and indulged in all sorts of extravagant dishes for their belated dinner. 
he gave what was left of the afternoon to driving with her to various points of interest and appearing to her at night in all the glory of full dress made the tour of the reception rooms with her hand resting on his arm though even to miss stearns herself her black alpaca had never seemed so short and scant or her strong farm boots so stout he introduced her to everybody to the president of the college as well to judge hanley the president of the board of trustees this of course was not so bad as presenting her to some of the ladies for she had received two personal letters from the college president and she conversed not only with him but with other members of the faculty with such intelligence that her nephew felt there was no occasion to blush for her brains he was not prepared however for the effect of miss ransom upon her at that lovely creation of white drapery she stared not simply in admiration of her beauty but evidently struggling with a bewildering memory nothing could have been more winsome than miss ransom's manner to her she was evidently making an earnest effort to put what she must have thought was an embarrassed old woman at her ease suddenly aunt hannah exclaimed why you are the girl who prayed rich waves of color rolled over miss ransom's face and harlan kingsbury feeling that his aunt must suddenly have gone insane began an astonished aunt hannah when miss ransom spoke oh are you yes you are the friend who was so kind to that poor man i remember you now perfectly how strange that we should meet again i am glad i was interested in that man and thought i should like to hear more of him wasn't it sad that he should die there alone away from all his friends he had friends had he not not that we have been able to find said miss stearns still studying the girl's face with a puzzled look on her own that harlan who felt left out of this mystery could not understand where had his aunt and watch ransom met before oh the girl said doesn't that seem too sad did he give no one any clue to his friends do you know miss stearns i am singularly interested in that man it is one of the hospital patients she explained in answer to harlan's look i sang for him one day the day he died and your aunt was there miss stearns i do not suppose there could be two people more unlike than that man and my father and yet there was something about his face that made me think of father i wonder if you would notice it where is my father mr kingsbury i want your aunt to meet him said harlan mr ransom is over near the middle arch talking with dr prescott and he by the way is an old acquaintance of my aunt if you will wait here i will bring them both but harlan kingsbury although he believed that he knew his aunt hannah very well and was keyed up to a sufficiently exalted frame of mind to endure anything was not prepared for the eccentricities she was exhibiting that evening wait she said eagerly a restraining hand on his arm don't go yet don't go at all i'm not ready did you say it was mr ransom did you use that name yes said the girl in gentle wonderment that is what he called my father i am watch ransom and did you 
that is child your father's name isn't david is it why yes said watch ransom smiling soothingly on her that is my father's name david bennett ransom have you known some person by that name said that bewildering aunt hannah never mind i can't explain now child i must see your father though and ask some questions but this isn't the place i suppose when could i see him couldn't he come and you too out to the farm to-morrow and visit me aunt hannah said harlan kingsbury his face ablaze but she laid her hand again on his arm harlan be still you don't know what i am talking about but i do and i must find out if you can't come to-morrow when can you at that moment came a diversion dr prescott who had caught sight of the girl in whom he was chiefly interested in company with the young man whom he had met as his nephew's friend now laid a cordial hand on harlan's shoulder as he said good evening again and before any introductions could be made miss stearns interposed how do you do ray she said holding out her large ungloved hand i should have known you anywhere but i don't expect you to say the same of me dr prescott cordially grasped the offered hand but gazed evidently puzzled then a sudden light breaking over his face can it be possible that this is hannah stearns she interrupted hurriedly that's my name i don't wonder in the least that you have forgotten me it is a long time and women always change more than men do besides i saw you this morning we were old friends harlan before you were born so of course we don't have to wait for introductions can't we sit down somewhere i want to have a talk with you whatever it was that had disturbed miss hannah she had recovered her self-possession and was much the least bewildered of the group harlan made haste to carry out her suggestion and find seats at least for dr prescott and his aunt then he turned to miss ransom to make what apology he could for his aunt's strange conduct she has been stirred by some experience of long ago said the girl sympathetically mr kingsbury what must it be to go backward in memory over half a century i should like to know more about that man at the hospital your aunt was very good to him the nurse told me that his young wife had been employed in your aunt's house and that because there was no one else to care for him she opened the family burial place to receive him that is not like many people is it but i understand it because it is like my father and mother then harlan kingsbury recalled that funeral scene at which he had officiated and felt a keen added interest as he realized that this girl was in some way connected with the experience what had his aunt hannah meant when she said you are the girl who prayed as for miss stearns she wasted no time do you know that girl's father she began abruptly as soon as the young people had turned away she says his name is david what do you know about him did he have a brother that you know of and was his name benjamin he had a brother said dr prescott and lost sight of him many years ago 
it was before i knew you hannah that i was intimate with david ransom now that you speak of it i think his brother's name was benjamin i am almost certain that he used to talk of ben there was a curious quiver of excitement strangely mingled with pain in miss stearns's voice as she asked her next question almost tremulously did he did dave ever get his watch do you know his watch echoed dr prescott his face betraying the bewilderment he felt yes his father's watch that was lent to his brother hannah how do you know all this there is a very strange story connected with that watch no matter how i know just now help me if you can is this girl his only child she says her name is watch ransom what did he mean by giving her such a name as that she is david ransom's adopted child and she brought with her when she came to him a silver watch sewed into her little garments he does not know her parentage nor her history in any way save that he saw the poor mother for a few minutes and she went away and left her child with him his adopted child said miss stearns in an awe-stricken voice then god let her take her own father up to the very door of the other world in a prayer that was different from any other that i ever heard this is wonderful his ways are past finding out miss stearns went home that night by the late train as she promised miranda that she would and her bewildered nephew went with her having heard dr prescott promise her to come out to the farm by the morning express and bring david ransom and his daughter there was nothing that harlan kingsbury longed for quite so much as a private interview with his aunt hannah to learn if possible the solution to this series of puzzles miss stearns had been through many strange experiences that day but she had herself well in hand and spoke in her usual brisk tones i guess it is all right harlan she is by all odds the handsomest one there and the best dressed and she looks as though she had the most sense she knows a man from a puppy even when he has an aunt that wears old-fashioned short dresses and thick boots i don't mind your liking her better than any one else i think you show your good sense in doing it aunt hannah said the young man his face burning red even under cover of the darkness what in the world are you talking about i'm talking about that girl that you like the best of any one in the world and that you were afraid to have me see for fear i should set her against you foolish boy if she hadn't had more brains than that would you have wanted her for a wife you wonder how i know so much i suppose but i haven't studied your ways for more than twenty years without learning them i knew it was one of those young women and i wanted to find out which one and i did in about five minutes now you think i've got a very long story to tell and i have but i can't tell it to-night i have been through enough for one day besides some of it might as well be told once for all when we get together to-morrow still i oughtn't to keep you wondering all night so i'll just put the main points into a dozen words and leave the rest for to-morrow that man we buried in our lot is david ransom's brother whom i used to know when i was young 
and he is the father of this girl watch ransom she didn't know it when she sang and prayed him just as far on his last journey as she could go and i didn't either but i've found it out and naturally she and david ransom will like to hear all that i can tell there is a part to it harlan that doesn't especially belong to the story and needn't be talked about but i may as well tell you that i expected at one time in my life to be benjamin ransom's wife and perhaps you can understand that i would have some interest in a child of his now don't let us talk about it any more to-night i'm as near tuckered out as i often get to-morrow i'll answer the thousand and one questions that you want to ask if i can but just now all i want to say is that i understand better than i did yesterday what sort of an ordeal i've given you to-day and while i'm proud of you clear to the backbone and glad of glad that i've proved once more the stuff you are made of still i don't see any call to make things any harder for you than they naturally must be and i shan't do it again there don't talk there was no chance their carriage drew up at the railway station and the excited and bewildered and distressed and happy young man who had opened his lips to speak closed them again but before he helped aunt hannah from the carriage he leaned over and kissed her twice as a son might kiss his mother it was on a june day in the following summer that there was a pretty wedding in the white room of the little wind-swept farmhouse david ransom's friend who during all the intervening years he had lovingly called pastor travelled a thousand miles and more for the privilege of performing the ceremony that made watch ransom and harlan kingsbury husband and wife of course aunt hannah was there and she wore on the wedding day a gray silk gown that lay at least three inches on the floor and with soft rare old laces family heirlooms at throat and wrists and with her white hair slightly waved and done in graceful bands by the bride-elect and with a spray of white roses with delicate pinky hearts at her breast placed there by her boy harlan she looked for all the world like some brave old-fashioned flower that had chosen the autumn for blooming i don't feel any call she said to make it harder for the children than need be one bit of sentiment unexpected and appreciated merrily especially by harlan kingsbury came to them through miranda aunt hannah told them the story and told it well it was on the evening before she and her nephew started westward that miranda lingered after she had performed all imaginable kind offices for her mistress and finally after several clearings of her throat and beginnings of sentences that ended abruptly and said nothing she began i should like to see mr harlan married miss hannah you know what he has always been to me when miss hannah opened her lips to reply miranda forestalled her yes i know you gave me the chance and urged it and so did mr harlan i shall not be likely to forget that ever but there was reasons why i couldn't do that but we felt josiah and me as though we would like to celebrate the day some way it beats all how much josiah thinks of mr harlan though he hasn't known him as we have of course but he's attached wonderful for a man 
and as for you miss hannah well i guess you know what store he sets by you he shows that by the way he does for you well i'm making a long story of it but the fact is josiah and i have planned a little celebration if you don't think the bride and groom will mind we have planned that at the very identical hour and minute that dr prescott says the words that make mr harlan a married man we'll get married ourselves jonas and me in the dining-room it won't make any kind of difference in the arrangements of course we'll stay right on here and take care of everything the best we can just as we always have done but that is the way we would like to celebrate never was there a more astonished mistress than miss hannah but never was more cordial consent given to a marriage miss hannah only stipulated that the ceremony should be performed in the great parlor that so many years before had been given up to good cheer and that miranda and jonas should have in certain of their old friends to rejoice with them nor did she forget to be generous and substantial in her wedding gift it was harlan saying just after he kissed his bride and his aunt hannah now i should like to kiss mrs jonas perkins that turned back the current of a few tears and made them all laugh instead david ransom after he had kissed the bride three times and brushed the tears from his eyes to laugh over the thought of that other bride and kissed mother surreptitiously to get to quiet natural ground again beamed on the minister and said it ain't often pastor that things get as mixed as they are to-day i used to think that it was the bride and groom that got all the presents but just you look at this as he spoke he drew from its pocket a large old-fashioned silver watch that was ticking loudly there it is he said proudly father's watch i've got it at last and it is doubly dear to me now of course the old works wore out pastor but my son had brand new ones put in and he says it is good now for two generations and it is the same old case that father and ben both handled ain't the ways of providence wonderful our son says it is an exchange for the pure gold watch that we have given him to-day to help comfort mother and me i don't deny that it is a great comfort to have it but it is a terrible change from our little gold one after all the old man's lips quivered despite his brave struggle after a smile but the minister's cheery voice took up the word you don't need comfort brother ransom it will be a beautiful reminder of all your blessings and it is grand that you have it but comfort man alive honors are just heaped upon you what did you tell me about your father and mother and their deep interest in the two divisions of the lord's work and see how you have united them in your watch a rare light broke over the sweet old face and his voice rose jubilant that's so pastor that's so as sure as the world i never see it in just that light before our little watch is home that's certain she is the very heart and soul of home to mother and me and now he is going to take her to the foreign field for a while so father can have his share that's beautiful and by and by there won't be any more foreign will there because they'll be gathered in won't that be a reunion worth having when we all get home together 
and the things that have puzzled and troubled us here are set right and made plain and then to think that we shall go out no more for ever thank you pastor thank you end of chapter twenty eight end of david ransom's watch by pansy recording by tricia g in may and june of two thousand twenty thanks for listening